0: Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco and I'm joined by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max. And we are both in the beautiful city. Of Omaha, Nebraska. Now, Grandpa, uh, we've I've been here for what three days now. We're we're recording together for the first time in a long time. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. This is this is a third time, I believe that we because we did this once in Fort Collins, right, right. And, then and then twice last. here and
0: then in November of last year. Yeah, yeah. Or sun, we've done it four times because summer of last year, November when I was here again. Uh, we did the Iowa recap here, and then or Iowa preview, I should say here, and then also. Yeah, and then my house, but yeah, it's been it's been fun. So
1: yeah, awesome. So we were uh, we were talking. Uh, well, we got to watch the the College World Series game last night. Not, we weren't there in person, oh, but we know. watched it on television. That was. I think this is probably. I, the one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting, college world series, and it's still going on. Oh yeah. Hopefully, we have two games. Uh, I mean, I, I'd love to see a, you know, a game Monday night, and the weather's supposed to be awesome in, in Omaha. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean,
0: we the two games we were here for that you and I got to watch together, Grandpa, were both went to eleven innings, both had a home run to win it. One of them was a walk off. Um, the LSU Wake Forest game, which is probably the best game of this college world series, which is saying saying something. Um, but yeah, finals game two is at one o'clock today, so hopefully you and I'll get to watch two that. Two o'clock, that. no one o'clock uh, Mountain Time. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. but okay. <laughs> <I don't think.
1: laughs> I'm in Central Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, I I I think I don't know. You and I haven't talked about this, but I I feel, and I'm not a real. Uh, avid uh, college baseball fan, unless it involves the Huskers or maybe Creighton. But I think these are probably the two best teams in the country. I mean, they've gone, they played just some great competition. I feel comfortable that whoever wins this thing is is the best. I don't think there's going to be any doubt.
0: No, no, definitely not. There's not going to be any doubt it, who whoever wins this thing. Because LSU and Florida, that's why I said, you asked me yesterday, you said, okay, who do you want to win? Who do you think? Hazel, yeah. How long do you think the series is going to go? So, <laughs> All that kind of stuff, and I said, oh, I think is gonna win. I want LSU to win, but I think this thing's gonna go three games either way. So that's it's gonna be. It's just been that kind of college world series, and it goes to eleven innings, tied at three. Like you and I looked at each other yesterday. Or you looked at me yesterday, and you go, "Well, this is a great game." If you don't have a dog, the so, um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was so much fun to watch. You get you get you get all the offense. You get the all the drama, and it just is. Uh, there's a reason that they're setting attendance records at this one, and I think that uh, I was reading something on ESPN, and a lot of people think that. It's because of the transfer portal and nil and, and that kind of stuff, and I think that that's probably one of the positives associated with it is that you get these teams that are just so even. Yeah, takes Eleven innings to sort out like major games, and you really like there. Like whoever wins this, as you said, is going to be the champion. Like there is. They have gone through everything. Like there is no questioning of like, oh, what about this team? They, they, just they right. had a, had a Slip up? No, that's not how this is designed. That's why I think that. That's why I think it's it's better that it's a double elimination tournament. Yes,
1: uh, absolutely. Because, because
0: now, like, it can't just be like, oh, it's a one-off game. They played bad. It's no, you get you get two shots. Everybody, you to get everybody gets two shots. Um, and so. I mean, Florida won every single. They didn't even. They, Florida never lost in the College World Series. That's right, that was their night, first think, loss uh, last so. night. They to win five in a row and, and and win this and just sweep the College World Series without losing. But uh,
1: yeah, so, what is cool about that is that Omaha hosts this thing. As you know, you you went. I took you to your. What, your very first C W S game and that was at Rosenblatt. You were just maybe four or five, six years old, something like that. Yep. You and your dad I dropped you and your dad off at Rosenblatt and then you saw the game and I picked you guys up. But um the, the fact that a, a city of this size supports an event like that is amazing. When well, there's no dog in the fight, you could understand 25,000, 26,000 people if Nebraska is in there or Creighton, you know, some nearby school. Uh, but it's it's just amazing. Uh, Husker fans, and these are a lot of Husker fans that are oh, going yeah, yeah. to those games, uh, are just amazing. And it, and it carries over, obviously, in, in the. Football, what 389 consecutive sellouts that Nebraska's had since yeah, 1962. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, amazing. amazing.
0: Fans are amazing. Like we talked about this last week, I think that just yeah, they'll show up anyway. Doesn't matter if it, their team's in or not; they'll show up. Just I know. Sports, and that's just something that they that.
1: <laughs> well, you come in from Fort too. Collins. You and your family have come in here for years. I know you, part of it's to see your grandparents, but still, it's an event there that attracts a lot of people. And we used to go to those games. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, that's uh, that's what we've been doing. We have some, I guess, uh, get bad news, good news. We'll talk about the bad news first. Um, Nebraska has lost a couple of really good players over the past week. Um, one of them, uh, Bob Brown, who was a great uh, – he was an offensive guy. Back then, they played both ways, so he was an awesome player. Uh, he was a first-round draft pick of the Eagles uh, – Played, uh, I think he played for the Eagles, the Rams, and the Raiders. Um, he made NFL's uh, the NFL's All-Decade Team, um, and Nebraska retired his jersey number 64. So, uh, and he's he was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1993. He was a great player, um, and uh, I think I think Bob Devaney saved his career and made him into the player that he developed uh, to be. So, uh, yeah, big loss, uh, age 81. So uh, we uh, may you rest in peace. And we lost another one. We just found out yesterday, Darren Diedrich, who uh, played for Nebraska, he's a running back between 99 and 2002. Um folks would remember him I think Uh, he played in the national championship game in 2001 that year he had he rushed for almost 1300 yards and scored 15 touchdowns Um, he was I was just reading about this I guess I guess I knew that but I had forgotten it that he was Nebraska's first recruit from Canada he was yeah Um, Darren was born in Jamaica and then raised in Toronto so he played for the The Edmonton Oilers and uh, the Montreal Alouettes. I think he got a combined three Grey Cup championships uh, while he played for those two teams. Like
0: like the Super Bowl of...
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he died of cancer, at age of 44. That's just that's bad. And yeah. then then you and I lost a friend, uh, Cole Pensick, died uh, at age 32. So this is yeah, <laughs> not been great, a man. good time for. Yeah, that's <laughs> year for, us for Yeah. yeah. Our
0: our prayers are definitely with the families of both there and Diedrich and uh, Bob Brown just dealing with that. So. Um, yeah, let's let's move on to uh, a little good news. As you said, yeah, you the good news coming. So we just like Grandpa and I were talking yesterday, two days ago, uh, and we were just think- thinking about okay, we didn't get Dylan Arola, but what is all the good stuff that Nebraska had instead? And we kind of figured out that like, or at least you said this, Grandpa, that the good news really started with Josh Shelley coming back. Uh, that was in what early May. I forget when she announced it. late April. I don't know. It seemed like forever ago, but I have time dysphoria sometimes, so it kind of can get screwed up. But um, yeah, so Jazz Shelley coming back. You say uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda is coming back. Xavier Betts is going to play again after not playing last season and seeming to be done with football. Kasei to- Tomonaga is coming back. Return. Yeah, that's a minutes. huge that one. A huge. rank Mass commits to Nebraska. Nebraska. is right. Good to get the Washington State. I think he's a center. Um. That this the the big guy. Yeah. Won. Yeah. Um, and instead of Dylan Roll, it gives an opening where we get Danny Kalin now, who is... He's a three-star, but really, it's like a very high-end three-star. He probably will be a four-star by the time Nebraska gets him. He finishes in the top... He finishes in the top ten of the Elite 11. Yeah! Um, which is pretty darn good. Jordy Ball comes to Nebraska. So that's, that's huge. huge. That was that's the
1: equivalent of Dylan Raiola, I, I think. Oh, Definitely,
0: and we... Oh, definitely. We talked about that, and then Jordan Larson. We talked about her coming to the volleyball program as an assistant, former uh, or sorry, not former, current uh, U.S. USA national team volleyball player. Uh, Rob Childress Childress turns to um, or Childress is that Childress? Yeah. Rob Childress returns as the pitching assistant for Nebraska baseball. Mike Sirianni returns to Nebraska baseball, and they both those guys have a lot of winning experience and. With Danny Kalin, you get like Danny. If Danny Kalin doesn't happen, Nebraska, I don't think gets yeah. Davion Hall or Isaiah McMorris, who both of which are Isaiah McMorris is a th- another really high end three star wide receiver, D- Davion Hall, four star, easy. Um, and now. Carter, Ains- Carter, sorry, Carter Nelson from Ainsworth looks like he's coming to Nebraska. We flipped that from Georgia. So who who's who's, 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 flipping, oh, yeah. people, uh, who's flipping people from Georgia now, huh? Um, and uh, yeah, I mean this the 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 good news does not stop. Nebraska has the for the first time since 2019, the Nebraska recruiting class is ranked in the top 20 nationally
1: was that right yeah Yeah, by 247 at least okay so
0: I saw I I was looking at that yesterday because I was interested because I I saw that our ranking was we were 17th as of yesterday and it's dropped to 18th today but if we get Carter Nelson it'll go up to like 15th probably I'd assume so um, but yeah so that's that was I just wanted to look at that we have not had a top 20 recruiting class since that 2019 year which seems like not that long ago but that's four years ago that's uh, that's
1: in three head in three head coaches yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so but yeah Grandpa what, what do you got to say about all this good news here
1: no I I think I think that we can hang our head that we didn't get Dylan and and You know, we'll find out. But I agree a thousand percent with you. If we don't get Danny, we don't get those two receivers from Bellevue West. And they weren't even in the conversation. Nebraska wasn't even in the conversation for those two wide receivers. They were not even thinking, not even considering. So Danny goes there. He's the catalyst. Uh, If, as you said, if we can get Carter Nelson in there – you know, and he plays for Alliance, excuse me, Ainsworth, Nebraska. I get those two. I've yeah, been yeah. in both of the cities, so yeah, I yeah. shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when you have, you know, private jets landing in, uh, in uh, Ainsworth uh, for the likes of, you know, Kirby Smart and, and uh, Nick Saban, and it's like you know there's some something there he plays eight-man football and you'd have to be pretty dang good yeah. to get because you, you a lot of times you're, you're trying to figure out the competition that, that a player is going up against each week and uh, but it, he has to I haven't seen him play I've seen video of him and uh, but he's he's one of those probably once a generation athlete and man if, if Matt Rule can get him whoa
0: oh yeah. Well, yeah, that would be amazing. And and that would be – you You have on our little scripture, you think that would be the – you think that would be in the realm of getting Dylan Raiola. Well – I don't – I mean, I understand where you're coming from because that would be – huge with, with the one. combination of all right, that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I think that, that is, and that kind of adds up. And it, Dylan's still going to have to – like, Georgia doesn't know who his starting quarterback is this year. So, if Georgia has a down year this year, they might be looking to Dylan to to see. But Georgia also has Ryan Pugsley, uh, which I, th- I think is how you, that's how you pronounce his name. But uh, he committed a couple months before Dylan did. He's a f- pretty high-end four-star quarterback. Um, I think he's from Georgia. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't done my research when it comes to that. But he's still, like, Dylan's still going to have to battle. I don't, like, Danny Kalen's going to have to battle with, like, Heinrich Harburg and those guys. But I, I think that if you get the chemistry going and Matt rule knows how to do that. Matt rule knows like I, I'm, I'm Matt rule has honestly blown me away. I like both. We've said this multiple times, but both you and I, you didn't want him to be our head coach. Yeah. Initially, initially you were like, Oh, I don't like, and I was with you. I was like, yeah, he failed at the Panthers like Baylor. Okay. Like he turned that program around temple. Who cares? Is the AAC like, there's no, Like the resume just didn't seem good enough to be like, okay, now you can take governor Nebraska in this really problematic situation. And he's done an amazing job. If If this doesn't prove to like some people, some, some coaches, I should say are extremely good college coaches. And really bad NFL. Coaches. Oh, absolutely. NFL that Chip Kelly had his had his run. He was he was not great. I think Nick Saban. Nick, Nick Saban too with the Dolphins. You're right. Um, and like there's something about like college football is a different game than the NFL. Like you're dealing with different things. It's college football is more about relationships. You could have great relationships with an NFL player, but they'll still go out and free agents to leave your team because they want more money. That kind of stuff. Like the the money part. Like we can talk about NIL and that kind of stuff, but the money part. Of college football is not gonna ever be the same as the is the NFL from from what I'm seeing, and I think that's why Matt Rule is so good at recruiting these kids and flipping these programs around. And if Nebraska ends up being successful and, and kind of gets back on its feet and and starts starts walking and then running, um, Matt Rule could go down as he could go down with. Bob Devaney and Tom Osborne, I think he could be in that level. Just the well, way Nebraska fans already love him so much. Like the amount of support he gets that it's just it's just crazy that he hasn't even won a game yet and people yeah. kind of treat him with that kind of respect.
1: Well, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago with Jeremiah Searles, and we said, what do you think? And, and he basically said, you know, the proof is in the pudding. you got to show me. Yeah. yeah he, he was comfortable with, you know, saying that we would get six wins this year. And then uh, Josh Bandera said minimum eight wins. Isn't that what he said? Or minimum uh, I seven?
0: I remember. Yeah, was seven minimum yeah, yeah. Just yeah.
1: like, oh, he was so confident. So... I don't know. We won't know. Nobody knows you and I can say, well, we're going to go 10 and two this, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. we're right.
0: We did the last year and we right. yeah. both like, Oh yeah, definitely at least six wins. And then we went four and eight. So you, you, you never know with this team, but I feel like it just get the feeling that this Matt rule, like the chemistry there. The like belief system is there. And there he's teaching Nebraska how to play football again, like how to play college football again. Cause To be honest, I don't think Nebraska's really understood, like, as a program, since Bo Plini left, Nebraska hasn't had a coach that has really understood, like, how to win. Scott Frost can say all he want about his UCF career and about his Oregon career, but I don't remember his name coming. Like, I just remember him at UCF, and they just had a lot of talent, and he kind of just took that underdog of people underestimating him and just, I mean, he, most of those wins in, a, in their undefeated season, their best wins were against a Cincinnati team that wasn't at its peak yet. We see the Cincinnati make the playoff. U, uh, Scott Frost, UCF team will get destroyed by that Cincinnati team. Like, there is their best win is against a LSU the year before they go on that rampage and win the national championship game. And, or sorry, I believe they, they, lost beat Auburn. They, beat Auburn. they lost to LSU. They they lost to the LSU team that went on to win the national championship game. Um, the the next year, but Matt Rule knows how to win. Like Baylor was maybe in a worse place than Nebraska is right now when he took over that program. Oh yeah, it was so, a mess. It was it was an absolute mess, and he took it over and turned it into a Big Twelve. They almost beat Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts who. Let just led the Eagles to a Super Bowl berth, so, right? So, I mean, you compare those two resumes. I'd rather have Matt Rule who's proven yeah, himself so- at a Power Five level, and I mean, and then you can get into the off the field stuff with Scott Frost, but it's it, just the culture with Rule is better. He knows the winning culture, and that's what he's implanting in Nebraska now. The way that they run practice, the way that they do everything, and the way he's hired his staff. His staff is all bought into his thing, which is huge. That's exactly what you need, and um they're not all they're not but they're not like they have this idea of winning they know what it's like to win but they're not saying oh we're better than you we know how to win listen to us and if you want to win yeah that's that's what ross was like they came in they were all riding high after going 26 and 2 or something like that over over three seasons at UCF and uh, I guess that wouldn't be three seasons but you get the point and and they're like oh you either going to change or you're just going to get out and Matt Rules like no here I'm willing to talk with you I'm willing to like be an adult with you because you are an adult like the, the players here are adults like they're all 19 20 21 22 like they should have be able to have these conversations and Rules like okay like how this is what I'd like to get from you how can I do that? That kind of stuff. He wants to work with the players instead of just saying, you either get on the ship or jump off right now. So it's, it's diff- the way his approach to it is just different.
1: Yeah, I, uh, it was interesting talking with Jeremiah Searles. He we were, He was talking about, uh, you know, that first Nebraska has to learn how to win. Yeah. Then they have to learn how to keep winning. And he said, right now, we're just in the practice part of that that script. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, Devaney took over in 1962 a uh, very bad... Uh, in the so, somewhat similar to what Nebraska has had, except Matt Rule has taken over a lot better program than what Devaney did. Uh, in the prior 20 years that Devaney uh, got, you know, before he got to Nebraska at 62, uh, Nebraska had three winning seasons. and, and uh, the, Matt Rule has taken over a program that over the past 20 years has, has, has had 11 consecutive, not 11, but 11 winning seasons seasons, so... Uh, It's a lot of different things, but I think I see some similarities there. Uh, uh, I think Devanny was the adult in the room, uh, and I think Matt Rule is is that too. Um, I was blessed to work for some adults who treat people like adults and treat them the right way, give them the tools they need to succeed, and I've worked with some idiots who uh, who do almost everything they can to make sure that you don't win. and uh, so, uh, again, as you said, uh, Rule has not even coached one play or one quarter of, of, uh, of a game at, at uh, Nebraska. But uh, I don't know. I, I would be surprised if we don't go to a bowl game and at least have maybe a seven-win season this year. And we're, we're considering also that five of the teams on our schedule had losing seasons last year. So uh, if you can't get six wins or maybe seven wins out of that, I'm going to be surprised and obviously disappointed.
0: Yeah, same here. And I I just checked Twitter, and we just actually got another commit from uh, Isaac Dickey. I don't know too much about him. Um, He's from uh, Stromsburg, Nebraska. He plays eight-man football. Uh, He's a fullback. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him more next week. I bet you. Um, but I mean, that's just, that's what we're saying. Like Matt rule has just absolutely blown this recruiting thing out of the water. They, uh, they keep getting recruits like this recruiting weekend, this huge recruiting weekend that Carter Nelson's visiting Nebraska this weekend. Um, and, and all that kind of stuff. It started with you last night, we got a, uh, Juco commit in uh, oh, I forget what his name was, but uh, we got a JUCO commit. I'll look. I'll look up the name real quick. But we got a JUCO commit, uh, and then he's a walk-on,
1: the walk-on, isn't he? Walk-on.
0: Correct. Uh, yeah, James Williams. Uh, he played JUCO at I, uh, I think it was Iowa. Yeah, Iowa Central Community College, and so he just committed, or he he committed last night, and then we get Isaac Dickey 20 minutes ago committing and there's still going to be more commitments rolling in. That's it's just like, when does it end? Like there's Nebraska has this opportunity to just jump so much. And next year, like I know we're getting excited about next year. None of these guys have signed yet, but like it's just the fact that Nebraska is securing all these high level commitments way ahead of schedule. Like these kids don't need to sign until December And it's June and it's, they have effectively six months. Actually. Yeah. It was like six months until Christmas today. And they just, they have six months and they've already been like, yes, I know where I'm going. I know what I want to do. That shows confidence that one, Matt rule is going to be there for a long time, a long time, meaning like three, three or four years. And then two, that they believe in what he's believing. They think that, he can get them to the NFL, which is what all these high school kids want. Every b- football player wants to play in the NFL. That's a- every football player's dream. And th- when they're looking at colleges, the ma- large majority of them, a large factor for them is okay, which program is going to give you the best shot at getting into the NFL? of some kind or I mean it, it, relationships come into a certain effect with recruiting. There's a little bit of balance. Some people care about getting in the NFL more than others. Um, and Matt rules providing this culture where it just feels like it's just intoxicating. Like every time I read, every time I see one of these recruits come in, I'm, it, it's it, I drink a little bit more of the proverbial Kool-Aid this year. Nebraska's is going to be so good this year. And even if it's like, six and seven and we 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 go six and six in the regular season we end up losing the bowl game that would still be astronomically better than yeah. any team that i've seen for the past six years at nebraska and i mean you have you have a different perspective on this grandpa because you've seen us win national championships you've seen us you've you've been around for the glory days and um it's like i i want i want that to be like i want to remember something like that too like i've i'm 17 and I haven't seen Nebraska in a New Year's Six Bowl ever. That's right. So it's it's 17 years is a long time to go uh, between between that. And it's just like Nebraska has Nebraska has been good. Uh, like, growing up watching Nebraska, I grew up watching those Bo Pelini teams. Nebraska's been good, but it's not been the same level as what you saw and what you were able to experience. So I, I want that for Nebraska, and I know Matt Rule wants that even more than probably anyone else you'd, you'd ask. He wants to bring Nebraska back to what it used to be, and uh, that's the best I can. I mean, it, it's kind of odd to think the last national championship we won was just shy of 40 years ago.
1: 30, 30, 30, well 30, 30, yeah 30, 30 97 30 was the last years. year yeah but
0: uh, yeah just 30 years ago
1: so, yeah uh, it's uh, it's a long time um, I, I I can't disagree with anything that you said there about uh, about Matt rule I think uh, but we you know we're not we're not gonna find out that and, until uh, we get farther down one of the one of the recruits that we got um, and people might not remember, uh, but uh, the, it's actually Sam Cook's son, Camden. Yeah, yeah. he's a punter from uh, well, uh, Westminster, Maryland. I guess that's where he's from. That's uh, Sam had been the punter at uh, at uh, the Ravens for oh, yeah. a long, long time. He was a great punter, um, so that's kind of nice. Uh, you know that the the kids, the sons of the players who won national championships, are coming back. Danny Noonan's kid Maverick is is playing there. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: that's, and uh, and then we, we get Mario Buford as well. Yeah, as well. that's right. Um, I just I I was gonna say I actually just put out I put out a video uh, just explaining a, a couple things about Mario uh, on on our Twitter over at HBT Huskers Pod on Twitter. Uh, I did that two days ago i believe so if you want to go if you guys want to go check that out um there's a there's a little bit more information over there and uh so yeah i mean we get legacy players who's not even a legacy yet because their brother's still there right so So it's 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 like you just keep that going you keep the pipeline reopening the pipeline i guess uh and now i'm not as upset that rule kept Donovan Royal or just like the offensive line has been terrible, but now I'm seeing all these high end offensive line commits coming through and I'm like, okay, this is why this is, this is why we kept Donovan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, it's going to be exciting year and, um, uh, I can't wait. We're we're 60. We're doing this on Sunday, June 25th. Yeah. And uh, that puts us at about 67 days away from kickoff. Fall camp starts July 31st. So we'll be having more things to talk about as we get closer to that magical date. That's almost like Christmas. I think. I think Husker fans are looking. Toward August thirty first is being a little bit like Christmas. Like, what's what, coming downstairs and? Oh, you know. yeah underneath the tree and see what do we have we all all these we've had these shiny little packages underneath the tree for some time what's in it for me it's going to be very very interesting
0: yeah is it is it a box of coal wrapped up or, or is it a <laughs> <it the laughs> new car <laughs> like a <laughs> exactly Lamborghini yeah exactly. yeah exactly exactly yeah and that's I mean that's ultimately what it's going to be and we'll, we'll have to see it's going to I don't want to wait until August 31st I'd rather have them play Minnesota now, now. Oh. I I'd rather just have the season start right now but but, uh, hey, honestly, I think it would be better if college football just went from, like, I don't know, June to, uh, well, let's say, the end of May. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that would, that would yeah. be best. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. People care about all this player safety, all the Oh, they'll get injured. Oh, who cares? <laughs> 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 but that would be uh, that would be quite something. Well,
1: here's another thing. You get to the end of September, okay, and the Nebraska will have played. Is it five games? Five. five yeah. Five games. That puts you at almost the halfway point. Of the season, it's like wait a minute. I've been waiting for all this, yes, you know, hundreds like and hundreds of days, and then you tell me that we're halfway through. That's the that's the sobering part about that. And, and I love college football, so I, that extends and it goes on. And I.
0: Yeah, regardless if Nebraska makes a bowl game, but it's still, like, if Nebraska makes a bowl game and we're watching football into December for Nebraska, that is just, that's the best. That is the best. Uh, hopefully, one of these one of these times we'll be watching football into January for Nebraska, but we'll see. That
1: used to be the norm. Yeah.
0: I know. That's, why, that's what I was saying earlier about Matt Rule wants to get us back there, which is... And like I I don't know maybe I'll ask you this like you always talk about like last year before the season you were like talking about oh I like I am getting excited but no don't drink the t- cool right. the- is it okay for Husker fans to do it now or is it still the same you still want
1: to oh I don't know it's it, there's one thing to be said for being an optimist and and go for it if if we I think the moment we start to say nah we're gonna suck this year we'll be lucky to win one game and I'm not gonna go to any games then you you lose the streak of three hundred. Eighty-nine consecutive sellouts, home sellouts. Um, so no, I, I think I'm I'm an I'm an optimist. I to tell everybody I said even my blood type is a B positive. So um, you know, I, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about six wins and maybe seven. I, I I would not be surprised at seven. I will be surprised if it's less than six.
0: Okay. Okay. Do you think that Nebraska is going to continue the, do you think they're going to start making a run here in the heroes game? Because Iowa just the, the culture on Iowa, it's just every year they have, okay, we have a solid defense, but our offense could not score.
1: Right. We right. Wanted it to. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's like, I, do you think Nebraska's going to, would that still be if Nebraska doesn't get to six wins, but wins the heroes game? Oh yeah. Uh, I love that. You still would, you still would take that.
1: Okay. Okay. Because- you and I watched that game oh, last yeah. November and just, uh, and we, we had a 24 to nothing lead. Uh-huh. And that quickly melded down to 24 17. It's like, oh, we're, we might lose this game. And we didn't. And that was when the seconds clicked down. It's like, oh, we're actually going to win. We're going to beat Iowa. And that's that I've said all along. I said this program of Nebraska should be be able to beat the Wisconsin's the Illinois the Iowa's the Northwesterns every any day of the week just bring them on and we've been losing repeatedly to teams that we really have no business yeah, yeah. losing to yeah, yeah. and that's what I think I think Matt rule is going to bring to the table um, uh, I don't know I I'm Again, I, I the pitcher is sitting there on the table, and I'm I'm thirsty, and I want to drink, but I don't know. Yeah, we're just. I guess that's why, I, you know, the uncertainty of the game. Nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, and that's the beauty of it. You don't know a team that you're, you know, you're a 20 point dog that you come back and beat them because that's the nature of college football. You never know. That's why it is so exciting. It's a it's a fantastic. Game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we, you and I, or actually, I was looking at ESPN yesterday, just kind of looking at the schedule for for Nebraska and kind of looking because they already, of course, it, it's sports betting. They already have lines out for all this stuff, and Minnesota's favored by eight over Nebraska and. I'm I the uh, like usually if I saw oh Nebraska's favored but like Nebraska's not favored by like the the opponent's favored by a touchdown or more I'd be like oh shoot like this maybe they know something that we don't and just like it just Minnesota just looks better but it, it I was like oh that's they're wrong like that's not oh, but I'd rather work.
1: have it that way yeah, yeah no, I'm, 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 I'm give it I'm make us a with. twenty point dog and we go in there and rip them a new you-, you know what oh yeah
0: oh yeah and I mean. August 31st is just like – I'm just upset that it's not a Saturday because then it's like like that's a, like a Saturday in fall and you just start go yeah, yeah. right. win, but I'll take a Thursday and I'll take a Nebraska win any day of the week. so Absolutely. And, 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 and Nebraska <laughs> There should not be a single year where Nebraska is not competing for the Big Ten West. Absolutely. Like,
1: well, this is the last year of it. Right, right exactly. Yeah. And, and, and,
0: and it's going to be a much harder task. Um, to to get that because you got to go through Ohio State and Michigan, and that's going to be a little bit more difficult there. So, I mean, Nebraska, as you said, Nebraska should be should beat Northwestern, should beat Wisconsin, should beat Minnesota, should beat Iowa, should be yeah, Illinois, should be absolutely all those teams in the Big Ten West any day of the week. And last few years we just haven't. And uh, I think this year is going to be a year to turn it around. If Nebraska beats all its Big Ten West opponents here and uh, and is. I mean, I, which I think they can because you got a new coach in Wisconsin. Illinois is tough. Uh, they've, they've gotten a lot better over the past couple of years. Uh, Iowa's a train wreck every single year because they can't score points. And, I mean, Purdue is going to be down. They lost their best players. And, uh, I mean, you, you, you can say that about every single team. They lost their best players and all this stuff. But they'll, they'll be back. But still, it's not going to be the same Purdue team. And uh, I mean, it is it is what it is, and it just looks to me like Nebraska, even even this year, even rebuilding, still should have a shot at the Big Ten West because the Big Ten West is honestly just in chaos right. at the moment. It was last year; it was it came down to the final week, and if Nebraska doesn't pull off kind of a miracle upset of Iowa, right, it's kind of weird to be saying that it's a miracle upset that right. Nebraska beats Iowa. Right. Right. Uh, after leading a 24-point lead where they just looked like they were dominating them. But whatever, that's that's besides the point. But it came down, there were three teams that were contending, contending for that. You had Minnesota, Iowa, and Purdue, all with ways that they could win the Big Ten West on the final day. And that is exactly what Nebraska needs to be able to compete in the Big Ten West, where it comes down to the wire and Nebraska doesn't really know like it's, it's it's weird that nebraska's not in that conversation i saw i saw i've seen nebraska in one big 10 championship game one yeah and in we got mind- snockered I mean, I got, I like, blunt. well i mean kenny bell did snocker another game. oh <laughs> yeah that, that, that was, was great um but still it got destroyed it was like 70 to 30 something that, that was against uh it was against wisconsin yes so that's when that was when it was legends and uh what was his big, big leaders and legends leaders and legends, which is honestly, I think one of the stupider. Yes. Teams, but, yes. Um, the big 10 East and West is much better. Um, and so that like, that's kind of weird that that could not be a matchup anymore in the big Ten. I yeah. know it. it could be, uh, next year because, or two years from now, I should say, because of the getting rid of the divisions of the big 10, but
1: Yeah. Well, th- this this year, as as we just said, that this is our last year in the the uh, East and West divisions, and I have the uh, Athlon uh, magazine that came out actually oh, about a month ago, something yeah, like. they I think for for college preview magazines, they're a little bit
0: early. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. They, they have Casey Thompson in there? Who yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, like, and Stefan,
1: oh, wow. Stefan Wynn is in there. But they, they have... Here's, here's the order. They have Wisconsin. This is the West Division. Wisconsin, number one. Iowa, number two. I find that kind of... Uh, and Minnesota, three. Illinois, four. And lowly... Nebraska at that comes into the 5th spot with Purdue and Northwestern. Yeah,
0: I wonder how much that would change if they release that now. I don't, I don't know, but I don't know if it would change, but I, people seem to be like analysts seem to be way more optimistic about Wisconsin with Luke Fickle coming in there. I understand he's had more success than Matt Rule has, but he's had success at a lower level than Matt Rule has, where I understand Cincinnati, oh, that you made it to the college football playoff, but then you got like, you scored six points against Alabama. To be fair, you held them to 27 and that offense was very good and ended up beating in Ohio. They scored 50 something against Ohio state in the national championship game. But still, it's like... Good job, you you got your participation trophy, and now you kind of just blew it for the big group of five teams making it in there because it wasn't even close and it wasn't entertaining at all because you couldn't score anything against Alabama because you don't know what that looks like and so I mean Luke Fickle has experience from Ohio State and all that so I understand that people are like oh he knows how to win in the Big Ten he knows how to win in the Big Ten Matt rule doesn't Matt rule knows how to win anywhere I don't think that that matters what conference he's in he can figure out how to win and he he just has that winning tradition and I think he knows that if these Teams, his teams just believe that they can win. Then that's what he's going for. So,
1: well, it, you know, Matt could have stayed uh, playing golf. He had had enough money to last him oh, no, the it, rest it, of his it's, life.
0: It's more than enough money. Yeah, he's he's not doing it for the money.
1: Well yeah, that's I guess that's the kind of positive spin on this thing that that uh it isn't I I think I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about Scott Frost but but those days are over but um I don't know. I I just I think he's of a different there's a new sheriff in town and and I'm I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, me too. And I I think that uh I mean this like we can keep talking about this for hours, honestly, about just how underrated this Nebraska team is, and I think Matt Rule likes that. I think he likes the underdog story, and I think that this Nebraska team can surpass a lot of people, um, what a lot of people think, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting. So who who knows? Who knows? We, we got to wait until August thirty first, as you said. Yeah,
1: oh, I can't get here fast. Oh yeah. All right, you got
0: anything else here, Grant, before we wrap up? Nope. All right. Uh, I would like to say a couple things before we wrap up here. Firstly, uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, uh, tell, let's see, let, tell tell some Wisconsin fans about this and see see if they disagree with us. But uh, thank you guys so much again for listening. Grandpa and I had a lot of fun. It's it's always more fun we can do it in person. I think it, go, yeah. you know, it goes when we do it in person. But, uh, yeah, make sure to follow us over on Twitter. I've been posting a lot. That's basically not all I've been doing. I've been hanging out with Grandpa watching some baseball. Um, but, uh Been posting a lot on Twitter, posting some videos, doing a lot of uh, quote tweeting, that kind of stuff. And uh, just like to give a quick shout out to the people that are following us, real quick. And we'll. There's not there's not too many of you but there can be more uh, so it's uh, let's say uh, at coach D Bochum at yo Turner one at Lori Carter I'm not gonna, there's like 17 numbers for for you uh, at Noah Bustard. so no if you if Nebraska commits follow us why don't you follow us so there we go uh, Cole Ballard um, Evan Johansen uh, and Stony Husker 74 so thank you guys so much for following us over on Twitter uh, everyone else if you haven't it's definitely worth it. We got a lot of content coming out. I've posted some videos recently, as I said. Uh, so go check us out on Twitter if you just search How About Them Huskers uh, on Twitter. Or if you go to at pod on Twitter, you'll find us there. Um, also, you can email us any questions, anything, any topics you have for us over at hbth podcast at protonmail.com we'd love to incorporate those in the show uh, and then you can also f- email uh, Husker Dan at coxnet is that correct, correct? Yep. yep and so we'll 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 take those questions in there and' answer some of those on the podcast or try to talk about some of the stuff you guys are interested in because we uh we'd love to hear from you guys so uh yeah that's all we have today we'll talk to you guys next week with more recruiting news uh i'll say it again tell your friends tell your enemies tell everyone about the show um and we will talk to you guys next week and most importantly go
1: big Big Red. red